All right, everybody. Welcome to the first rendition of the Corn Boys podcast. Uh, we'd like to welcome myself, Archie Roden. Welcome myself. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Archie. <laughs> Along with uh, Henry Shadwinkle on the left here. Thank you, Archie. It's a pleasure to be here. It's been a long time coming. Um, back up a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to back up a little bit. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got it. The producer Archie tells me to back up. All right, Jackson, how about yeah. you? And, and myself as well, Jackson. Jackson, um, uh, what's your last name, Jackson? Jackson Bokenkamp, for those that don't know. Okay. B-O-K-E-N-K-A-M. We will know eventually, of course. You know, I'm pretty once confident about that. Archie, Archie, you're going to want to back up a little bit. I know, I'm going to. Anyways, firstly, we'd like to say, you know, thank you guys for coming here. You know, it's been a while. It's been a long time coming. I feel like we've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time. And uh, can we can we talk briefly about uh, how this podcast wanted to get started? Like, like, uh, like, four, like 4 a.m. We're just like, hey, we should <laughs> give that mic in your room. Man. We should... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, one one night we were playing Risk. We, you know, we said, okay, we're gonna play Risk and we're gonna play all night. And uh, it was two in the morning, and I brought my podcast, and we talked about, okay, well, after Risk, we're gonna do a uh, first podcast episode. But obviously, that did not uh, work out the way we hoped. It did, we but we got to it, man. We're doing it today. We're doing this it today. It. It's Tuesday, April twenty fifth. It's two days before the NFL draft. <laughs> a random Tuesday in April. At uh, seven fifty two p.m. and we are here in Eugene. Gorgeous Oregon. day in Eugene. Are you Gorgeous day me? in Eugene. How are we feeling about this, y'all? <laughs> I'm excited. We should, we should, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it, y'all. So our first, our first topic we want to talk about, we want to talk about the Husker spring game. Yeah. And of course, I, I'll give my background a little bit. I, most of my family's from Iowa, so I'm a Hawkeyes fan, so you know, hearing that. Especially next year when we start talking about more of the college football realm, uh, I will be giving my opinion on uh, the Hawkeyes, which are superior to the Huskers, of course, and then uh, these two fools are both from Nebraska, so... Uh, Henry, could you give a little bit about your background here? Absolutely. Uh, born in Lincoln, Nebraska. Lived there first uh, 12 or 13 years. Jackson's <laughs> already smirking and, and giggling at me. Um, Mr. Serious on the, he's on the, he's on the, the Channel 7 News channel right here. <laughs> Just give him my bio. Um, like I said. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Born, born in Lincoln. Uh, go Big Red. Huskers fan. Um, Jackson? I was born in California, and then my whole family is from Kearney, Nebraska. Um, and then I, sorry, I'm being told to scoot up. Um, I was born in California and then moved to Kearney when I was three and kind of lived there most of my life, grew up there, and have been a Husker fan ever since. So go Big Red. couple corn boys now. That, that, that title makes sense. We have, we have three corn boys, two better corn boys that's right well that's debatable but you know sure so nebraska spring, spring game, game. Yeah. yeah thoughts i mean the first thing that jumped out to me it jeff sims looks like a real quarterback quarterback he one. does um i was i'll be honest i was i was pretty worried going into it um i've been a, a supporter of casey i think should mm-hmm. be the quarterback just throughout this offseason not seeing any practices not knowing anything just by the way he played last year yeah um i i liked how he didn't turn the ball over um, he did have Trey Palmer, which he, which he won't have this year. It uh, could be concerning, but I think he's a uh, a natural leader. And uh, you, Jeff? No, or sorry, Casey. Casey. Yeah. And uh, just just as kind of, I'm I'm forgetting the phrase here, but um, it's just a a good facilitator. Well, this is um, Casey's last year of eligibility. It right? would be, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but so then, how would you feel about benching Casey in his last year of eligibility over this new guy who's relatively unproven as a as a sophomore, junior? 
I think he got two years of eligibility, yeah. and, and that's what I was worried about. I, I just thought Casey was a better option until the spring game. I we saw a lot of good things out of Jeff. I mean, the, the tight end pass on the first series that yeah. I mean that was a huge moment for him. I thought, wow, this guy looks like a, a dude that could play in the Big Ten and, and, and handle yeah, it. Yeah, we also we also don't know much about Casey up until this point too, with his his surgery that he had. That's right. And uh, over the winter, basically. What so was the surgery? He had a labrum surgery, tore his okay. shoulder. So he hasn't had much time to kind of – we haven't really gotten into the quarterback battle yet, but Jeff has definitely the, – through the spring game has proven a case to be quarterback one, obviously. Um, his size and athletic ability in general over anything else just gives him a step ahead. As much as Casey might be the better, more accurate passer and proven leader, Jeff definitely – has that step on Casey just because of his physicality and how he can run the ball and kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that, uh, or I shouldn't allude that Jeff hasn't doesn't have experience. He yeah. played two seasons at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Not great seasons, but not great two, seasons. two yeah. seasons. Yeah, two but seasons two seasons goes a football. long way. He's got power, five, power five experience. He does. Yeah, he does. That's true. And, and he looked head and shoulders better than any other quarterback in the Nebraska football team during the spring game. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, Carbick showed some things, but it was interesting much. to see. Sims looked enough. like a quarterback. It was interesting to see him though, because he's somebody that got buried under the last administration. Harper. and yeah, and he really is much more of an athletic freak, similar to Jeff, kind of. And he was he was over six in passing in the spring mm-hmm. game. Um, he he looks like more of somebody that you'd want to switch to another position almost because of how fast and how athletic he is, and maybe he's a tight end kind of player. But if they stick with him at quarterback. It's definitely a good option for the third guy down the list. Yeah, yeah. I, his athleticism is remarkable, right, to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to say the least. I I mean, just going out to the spring game, I I don't foresee him being a quarterback, a starting quarterback in the Power Five. No. That is uh, Heinrich Harvard. But, but he's a role player. He's he is, got, and, and he would be a great backup, right? You need depth, that you, and especially in the Big Ten. You quarterbacks do. get injured. Casey Thompson was out a couple, couple games, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Chubba Purdy had a play start. There's a lot of experience on yeah. the quarterback room, even with the transfers that left today. So, yeah, well, we should talk about that. So, who remind us who who was it that transferred, and and you know what what do we think about that? Yeah, so today we lost three guys in total. So we had we had uh, Logan Smothers leave, who's been with the program for a long time now. He's going to be a grad student at some other program where he'll play, um, and then also. Richard Torres, uh, who was a redshirt freshman last year, he left, um, had a lot of ability, but didn't really fit uh, the physical off, physical quarterback that Nebraska is kind of looking for with some of these guys that can be physical and really put their pads down when they run. Um, and then also Victor Jones Jr., which we haven't heard of much, but he was a young four-star talent um, who didn't really get to see the field much under Frost. And um, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to note that Nebraska had to lose players this transfer portal yeah. season. This isn't something that that should be a surprise or mm. um, be worried about. I don't think. I mean, you. Yeah, they were well, over the cap, yeah. so they had to lose some yeah. players. The quarterback room was um, maybe one of the most uh, depth positions yeah. that Nebraska had going into the summer. Now after fall, or excuse me, after spring camp, so it, it was kind of. Um, it was writing on the wall that somebody was going to leave. Right. It's too bad that it's such a young guy, Torres, had to leave. But, you know, he was recruited by the other staff. I'm sure Matt Rule is going to bring in the guys that he wants. You know, it's unfortunate, but but some players have to leave. I, I'd never heard of Victor Jones Jr., the wide receiver, who mm-hmm. left. So 
I mean, I hope this doesn't come to bite me in the ass, but I don't think that's going to be a big deal. Um, and I'm sure we'll get some other news Knock soon. Out. Yeah, that, that other players are leaving, right? Yeah. Um, Jackson, I'll ask you just as another Nebraska fan, is this the, are these the quarterbacks that you would have hoped to have leave? If, I mean, let's say you had a cut two. Are these the two that you... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. That's an interesting question because Torres, obviously, you'd like to see him in a game at some point. He looked kind of wishy-washy in the spring game, but without any like Power 5 experience, um, I, I think you really kind of look at Chuba and he's kind of the guy where he's a little bit older and he has started for the program, so maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that he's still around because mm-hmm. he has had that experience and Torres is the one guy really that doesn't have that experience and the guy we haven't heard of much. Um, and same thing with Logan. He's He started for us, I think, against Iowa like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, same thing with him. He hasn't seen the field much. And so I think it's it's key that we are keeping the guys that have seen the field and have that experience kind of behind them. So Yeah. I feel like especially for a guy like Jeff Sims, who is new to the system, like mm-hmm. obviously Casey wants to play. He's not going to be like Jeff Sims' mentor. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I mean, I don't know. As a bystander, I feel like it's helpful to have guys that have had experience in the program that kind of like lead him there who maybe are aware that they're not going to start. It's, it's like the it's like in the NFL, you want to have like a really good backup that is willing to be a backup that doesn't need minutes to play. Absolutely. Is not greedy and will not mentor, but just make that transition a little bit easier into the Big Ten, which is not an easy conference to play in. No, absolutely. And, and that's, that's similar also on the defense for Nebraska as well. They have a couple of new guys coming in that <clears throat> showed a lot of talent in the spring game um, in MJ Sherman in the linebacking core and then also – uh, Princewell, I don't know how to say his last name. Mm-hmm. Starts with the U. He looked great, and then also Cam Lenhart, two freshmen um, that both flashed. Um, so they'll definitely have some guidance from older guys like uh, who, like uh, oh gosh, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm uh, blank on their mind. On yeah, their names. well, uh, like Luke Reimer and and uh, uh, Nick Henrich will help MJ Sherman for sure get into the program. And one of the things I liked about MJ Sherman, um, looking at his interview, he said that. Leadership is something that he'd like to have, but it also has to be granted towards him. So um, yeah. it's not necessarily just like going to be gifted to him. He has to earn it and he has to earn the respect of the players if he wants to demand that kind of leadership, which hopefully he'll be able to bring to the team because he seems like he's got the physical aspect and like hopefully he can bring that team aspect as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, were there any other big takeaways from the spring game? Matt Rule's first game, obviously – one of the things that I noticed was turnovers. Turnovers were yeah. Ball security is a big deal in the Big Ten, especially, yeah. where defenses will punish you for that if you are not secure with the ball. Absolutely. And offenses will pounce on that. And every point matters, I feel like, in the Big Ten more mm-hmm. than other conferences, especially. I mean, it's like it's a, it's a ground-and-pound type of league in a lot of ways. It's like you have to be strong and certain with what you're going to do with the ball. And I felt like Nebraska kind of didn't really show that they were going to be that way this year, but that could change. That's tough because fumbles are something, and and it was fumbles. There was one interception towards the end of the game, but I think Matt Rules expressed his hatred for fumbles and his acceptance for uh, interceptions um, because fumbles are things that you can uh, avoid and you can hold on to the ball, turn over something. Sometimes a guy makes a great play or the ball is just a little underthrown, tipped by the receiver, something like that. So it was really unfortunate to see, I think it was six balls on the ground, four of them were lost, something like that. That's um, inexcusable. Yeah, it, it is. But you also have to know that it's 
like the first time these guys are all playing together in a real game like mm-hmm. scenario they're being physical they're tackling they're the guys are going for the ball they're going for the strips so some of it you have to give to the defense some of it you have to give to an unexperienced team that obviously all teams look not their full form in spring because they've only had a month to practice together so there's a lot of variables that go into it but obviously not something you want to see for sure of a team that needs to keep the ball in their hands yeah absolutely and I, i'm getting the sense that this is kind of a reoccurring issue mm-hmm. already through spring practice i'm going to give damon benning um, some credit because i listened to something that he mentioned earlier this week and saying that he was at practice a couple times and, and he's heard matt rule really stress upon fumbles and turnovers mm-hmm. throughout spring practice so i think this is just kind of a um an outcome of, of or a resemblance of what has been going on that we haven't been able to see during spring practice, right? Mm-hmm. And just kind of Nebraska struggling with keeping the ball on the hands and the offense. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, they got time to fix it, but just something to keep sure. an eye out, I think. The only other thing I would say about the spring game is um, mixed feelings about the kicking. Yeah, the kicking was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a struggle that you kind of knew coming into this year with Timmy Bleaker to transfer from last year who – was consistent, but not good from distance. Um, but you hope that he can get some of those things figured out. You do. And, and I think maybe competition with the new freshman, Tristan Alvaro, coming in might be yeah. helpful, right? Just bring a guy to, to push him a little Strong. bit. And if, if Tristan beats him out, that'd be fantastic. He's a yeah. freshman. He could do some good things. You want to switch it up a little bit? Yeah, let's switch it up. Well, we want to talk about Nebraska there. And then also, big news today, Colorado had a bunch of transfers 20 transfers today, is that right, Jackson? Yeah, 20 transfers. They had 19 as of yesterday, and I think they lost another receiver today, I believe. But, yeah, 20 transfers. That's crazy. And I I read that Colorado last year had 80 scholarship players. Mm-hmm. And this year, of that 80, they only have 20 on their active roster. Wow. Which is just absurd and totally unheard of. So it's 75% turnover? Yeah, which is just insane. But but that's what Dion said he wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he made that very clear when he was hired. Like, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. Like, we want a total roster turnover. Yeah. And that is a good thing to a, a certain point. But then at a certain point, you're also running out of quality players to bring in to fill those roster spots. Yeah, it's a really interesting situation. I think some of those transfers, Dion, like you're saying, is, is welcoming to leave. Right? Colorado was a yeah. terrible team last year. I mean, they kind of shit the bed, right? Just like throughout the entire year. No, they did. Um, that's why they made such a big transition and brought in Dion. I do think it's worrying, though, to see some of their better players enter the portal. Maybe guys that Dion would have liked to keep around. I mean, I, I, I don't have the name on me, but there's a wide receiver who kind of went off right. in the spring game, did really well. The next day, enters the portal. I'm sure that's not Montana something. Yeah, I'm sure that's not a guy that Dion imagined uh, no. or hoped would leave. So it's kind of a double edged sword. We'll see how. They uh, fair in bringing in some guys, um, but I think there's some good, some bad. I'd, I'd be curious to see how it turns out. I mean, I I think of like completely different, but in in soccer, you know, you get this team Nottingham Forest got promoted last year, and a lot of their players are on loan, so they left, and then they brought in like 30 new players, mm. and now they're in the relegation zone because it's 30 chemistry. new players. There's no chemistry. There's yeah. just, just all players, different lived experiences, different everything, and now they're trying to come together to build this team, and I mean, I don't know what the odds are for Colorado's season this year, but I can't imagine they're going to be very good. Mm-hmm. And I would have no hesitancy taking the under on whatever their win total is because, I mean, Dion is is a good leader, obviously, and people want to play for him. They do. But 
but it's a big but. It's all new players, and, uh, and you know, we don't know how that's going to fare. And you also can't treat it like the NFL, too. So he's almost acting as like this new college job with Colorado is like an NFL roster where you can just kind of cut the guys and pick up guys in free agency. Mm-hmm. And it's not really like that in college. Like these kids have academic careers and stuff like that that they all have to go through. Right. Like making a kid lose his scholarship because like they went 1-11 last year and they're part of that like isn't really just because he can bring in all this new talent and flashy stuff where right. these kids have to leave their school because they they like can't play on the yeah. team. And right. they're, not, they're not professionals, right? Yeah, they, they don't get paid to do it really. No, I mean, it's one thing if the NFL, you know, team brings in a bunch of new players, but they maybe already been in that scenario before. They've maybe already joined a team with right. all new guys. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, Colorado, these guys have played with their high school for four years. Mm-hmm. They don't transfer in high school. I mean, they're at their high school for four years. They go to college. Part, they're yeah. not really used to that big kind of adjustment. But imagine being like in our shoes too, like being like a 18, 19 year old kid. And you're just like, yeah. well, I guess I'm going to have to go to another school mm-hmm. after like learning all these, like getting all like new friends and stuff like that. Just like being like a student. It's, it's not like, easy. Really crazy to think about just like how that whole college process is difficult in the first hand. And then right. just for these kids to have to go through and do that process again is just really difficult to think about. And bringing this back to Nebraska just for a quick second, the just got to take advantage of that. I mean, they play Colorado week two. Yeah. You know, as the season go, goes on, Colorado's going to get to know each other better and, and, and kind of, I'm sure that they'll just become more of a one team. But the Huskers play them week two. I mean, you, if you can get a win jump early on, on take early. advantage. Yeah, jump on them early when they're down. I mean, that that's a... It's, it'll be big for both teams, especially the Huskers, who got to get it, got to get some momentum it's, going. It's into one of those must-win games. It is. Like. I, I think they have to take either Colorado or Minnesota. They have to win one of those. And games. Especially under a new regime where yeah. there's a lot of pressure on that rule, that is a very winnable game. Mm-hmm. And if he can win that game, and it's can a get rivalry the fans game, behind though. him. Yeah, it's a rivalry game. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll be a good game. It's big. It's a big game. Yeah. In Boulder, right? In Boulder. In Boulder. In Boulder. And uh, Jackson, are you going to that game? I don't know yet. I'd, I'd like to go, but I, I've heard that the Colorado season tickets are sold out, so they might actually like sell out their games. Because I think be what, first. Two, years ago, <laughs> two years ago that I went, I think, to Boulder, and they basically no one was there. It was all Husker fans. It was like all red. And then this year, like who even knows if – like they said that they were going to block tickets for Nebraska fans, but this year it actually might happen because of how many season tickets they have. But I don't know. Might not be possible to get into the game. Yeah, I don't know. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're going to transition now into some more NFL talk. Let's do it. Um, so, happened earlier today. Um, Big no, trade. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. How are we feeling? That's crazy. I mean, we knew it for a while. You know, we've seen that video on ESPN of everybody freaking out. I was a little bit like, come on. You know, we knew that this was going to happen. It was it's, written. It, yeah, it's, writing's been on the wall for a while. Um, I saw really a funny tweet or whatever uh, from Charlie Bruins. I think he's a YouTuber, um, Midwest guy. He said this is the longest Midwestern goodbye. Um, <laughs> the Aaron Rodgers thing. Just, I mean, this has been going on forever, right? Yeah. Him, him leaving the Packers. Couple years since now. The, since the, the darkness retreat. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> it, it's it's been which a long was time in coming. Oregon, by the way. So you know, we like yeah. to claim a little bit of responsibility Shout out. for that. Um, you claim Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, but... Um. Yeah, no. Archie, Archie, what do you think about the compensation going back? Well, the two? I mean... How do you feel? Before I talk about the compensation, I want to just add. So I, I'm a Bears fan. I'm a diehard Bears fan. Always been a Bears fan. My parents lived in Chicago. 
And I, 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 you know, as much as I love the Bears, I can take a joke. And I saw a really good tweet from someone that said, uh, although Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay, he will remain the Chicago Bears owner. <laughs> Which uh, I thought was pretty That's good. That's great. That's great. Um, no, but in reality, I, th- I think the Packers really, they got a good-ass deal from this. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Brian, uh, Brian Gutenkus, I think mm-hmm. should be happy with himself. Yeah, and absolutely. The, so the compensation, if I'm remembering right, it's a, it's a swap of first round picks this year, so the pack move up two picks from 15 to 13, and then they also get the number 42 overall pick, uh, second round pick, which is a very valuable pick, and then uh, in 2024 it's a second round pick. But if Aaron Rodgers plays 65 percent of the snaps, which he will, it becomes a first round pick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, granted, the Jets are going to be good next year. It's probably not going to be the most valuable first-round pick, but it's still a first-round pick. Right. For maybe two, maybe three years of Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn good compensation. Yeah. And it's quite the haul for the Jets to be paying for It really 30, is. 38-year-old quarterback. Right, because when you think about it, the Packers, what other options do they have? I mean, who else is gonna? Who else wants it? No one else no one. really expressed any interest in training for him. It was Jets him. or bust. Right. So, I, I mean, the leverage was really... To get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah, and then to get this out of it, to it's get like, this Whoa. much is really impressive. Well, because really he could impressive. just he could have just retired, yeah, and they would have got nothing. And instead, they're getting rid of him. Instead, they're too yeah. early and getting mm-hmm. fresh talent out of it. So, and the Packers would have been absolutely fine with him with leaving. Him leaving, yeah. but the Jets were desperate. I mean, the Jets right. were were that left with no no formidable quarterback. Yeah, like you said, left of a Zach Wilson. Right. That's the thing is is there's leverage. Uh, there's on leverage because the Jets were right? so desperate. Exactly. I mean, it was like yeah. the Packers are like, you know, we don't care. Mm-hmm. He, you can retire, man. Like we stay. don't care. You you did great things for the organization. You know, go ahead and gladly retire. Like we're not going to force this trade through. Yeah. Yeah. They they got a nice haul, I think, and and this will be interesting to see. The AFC has got some good quarterbacks. Oh, know, oh my man. goodness. Uh, I don't know, man. It, I that Jets Bills race to the. Uh, AFC South is mm-hmm. that is going to be a um, East AFC East AFC yeah. East is going to yeah. be a great 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 counting out the Patriots already are we Oh Mac Jones is not can't count out Belichick yeah can't count out Belichick but similar situation it's, I don't know how a, I feel about their quarterback situation it's a make or break year for Mac I think it I don't want to get too much into it great but. rookie year and then mm-hmm. uh, pretty rough second year uh, absolutely not sure how that's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think it is a win-win for both because the Jets are getting a perennial pro bowler who yeah. is maybe not the best leader, but, you know, can lead a team. Um, if you want to talk about busts, though, um, something that came up recently talking about the draft, if we go back to that, is CJ Stroud news mm-hmm. uh, with the, what is it, the some kind of test? It was like a cognition Cognition test. test. And he scored, I think, an 18% on it or something like that. <laughs> something Where really they had, bad. like, Bryce Young had a 98 and Will Levis had, like, a 94 or something like that. I mean, it's something you'd expect from an Ohio State graduate. But, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> except for Justin um, Fields. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the I, it was some random tweet, but, like, anyone that scored, like, less than, like, a 50% has always been a bust. Like, they haven't mm. had anyone with that much situational awareness, like, actually do good in the league. Cause, but, I mean, but when you look at CJ Stroud's tape, and I'm not – I'm not claiming to be a tape guy, but that Georgia game especially was just, 
it, it was pretty incredible. I mean, you know, he silenced the doubters in a lot of ways to the point where he was at one point the odds-on favorite to be the first overall pick. What a slide that he's had. What I mean, a slide. What, should we just jump into the NFL draft now? Let's Two days away, right? Uh, Two days away on Thursday. Yeah. We'll be watching the NFL draft in about 48 hours. That's right. Correct. And, and you, you mentioned it. Let's get back to it. Stroud was the betting favorite to go number one overall. He was the betting favorite. And Henry, why don't you talk about your little uh, bet that you wanted to do? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the odds shifted. When Stroud was was the number and, one, and he favorite. was heavily favored. He was. It? He was. Yeah. I, I, my friend and I were like, hey, uh, Bryce Young's odds is like plus three fifty to go number one. I was hearing from some inside sources that I have that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Young, some Bryce Young. I mean the the great Michael Lombardi. I, you'll hear right, uh, if you keep right, listening right. to this podcast that I'm an absolute lover of his. Right. Uh, he, uh, yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll see. Yeah. You'll see. <laughs> but I mean, the odds were great. Three plus three fifty, and, and I was let's jump on this, make some money real quick. I'm not a sports better, but this is an exception. I thought, um, but once in a lifetime, yeah, it really was. Uh, and now, of course, he's the betting favorite to go number one overall, and and that's almost a done deal. Um, Are you still doing the bet? No, I mean the odds changed, and we weren't able to get it in real in time or anything. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, I mean, Stroud went from being the number one overall betting favorite to now Talking even, about him sliding far in the draft. Right. I mean, I mean, Will Levis has passed him even to go second. That's, right, yeah. Betting odds are now in favor of Will Levis going second. And uh, I want to talk about Will Levis as well because apparently some recent Reddit post uh, <laughs> where Will Levis was talking about to his parents that he was going to go number one overall. And that totally shifted Vegas' odds. Mm-hmm. And now he's like projected, according to Vegas, to go number two. And uh, I'm not sure if I agree with that. Uh, 24-year-old rookie, uh, yeah. played at Kentucky, was not not proven at all. He's got the physical tools, but he's a controversial prospect. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, no matter how good you are at predicting these things, I don't think anyone's going to be able to predict what Will Levis is going to be in the league. And it's kind of it's kind of been a theme throughout the NFL drafts too that like if it's not the number one guy. It's kind of a dice roll too, because it it, it's kind of been seen that like the guy that goes first is usually pretty good, and Bryson will, I think, knock on wood, and I'm not going to jinx myself, will have a pretty good career. I in the think NFL. he will too. Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to these other guys, even if it's second or like if Bryce or if Cedar Stroud goes fifth or something like that, like they'll still like it's kind of a crapshoot almost. Like it is a crap they're shoot. gonna, it's like 50-50 chance. Like, are they going to be good? Are they going to be a Zach Wilson? Or are they going to be? Jordan Love, like... Are they going to be Justin Herbert? Or Justin Herbert, yeah, exactly. So. I mean, yeah, I feel like there were similar doubts with Justin Herbert. It was like, he's got the physical skills, yeah. we think, but, you know, can he can he prove it? Mm-hmm. And obviously, we he can, and he's a top-five quarterback in this league now. Mm-hmm. But Will Levis is a similar case where, I mean, he's just unpredictable. It really is 50-50, in my opinion, with Will Levis. It's yeah. just a whole other beast, really, in the NFL. Like, it, I know. And you want to talk about some unpredictability. Anthony Richardson. Oh, my goodness. We haven't even mentioned him. He's... I mean, talk about... I mean, he he could play running back in this league and probably be a, you know, formidable running back. Four-four time, something like that. And unbelievably strong, good size, good weight, Mm -hmm. you know, fast, quick, athletic. He is the prototypical athlete. I mean, you could put him anywhere. He could play tight end and and probably be a top ten tight end. I mean, so you're picking Anthony Richardson without much, you know, proof. He's only played one full season at Florida, and but, it wasn't the prettiest season. But right. his the, physical traits are just off the charts. The the good thing about that too is if a team does go with Anthony Richardson, they've got him for 
lots of places. So he could be some, right. somewhat like a Taysom Hill where he can mm-hmm. play multiple positions. And right. He can kind of fit in that quarterback role if he needs to. But at the same time, if somebody else in their organization steps up and plays that and can be that quarterback, he can also take the back right. seat, be the backup quarterback or be a tight end or running back, something like that, or where they need him just as a flex offensive. Right. Running. And I'll, I'll chime in on that too, because I feel like I've heard people saying his floor is not very high, mm-hmm. but that's his floor as a passer. I mean, you mm-hmm. think about it, he could be involved in the running game from day one. It doesn't right. even matter wh- what team he's on. Well, I think whoever picks him, and I would, I would uh, think the best situation for him is to go to a place where they have a quarterback that, that, oh, to yeah. start week or excuse me, year one. So he can. I mean, he's a year away from, as they say, being a year away, right? Where he's going to have to learn and develop for a couple of years. This isn't going to be Seahawks. a day one. Yeah, they got Gino. Let Gino cook for a little bit, and then Gino. Gino has been in his position too. He has like Gino. You know, he's. He's been doubted his whole career, mm-hmm. and I feel like Gino would be a great mentor for him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel like that would be really. Good. I don't know or if the Seahawks want to get a quarterback. They just signed someone, but or they re-signed Gino. But they yeah, did. that idea of having Gino's, someone. Gino's deal is only like a two-year deal when you really think about it. Right. You know, it's a three-year deal, but you know, we know how NFL contracts work. It's really only a two-year. He, deal. he ain't right back yet. He ain't right back yet. <laughs> <laughs> I he signed that check though. He, he did sign the check. He ain't right back. <laughs> Well, we, we're talking about the draft, Archie. We we kind of have been debating this. You know, who's going to go one, two, and three in right. the top five? Should right, we, right. You want to share your thoughts? Should on, we share our bet first? Because we, we do have a bet. Let's, let's do that. Yeah, I like that idea. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go from my perspective. I think there are four quarterbacks in this draft that will be picked in the first round. Could be a fifth, maybe Hendon Hooker. Hmm. Unlikely, in my opinion. Yep. But I think there are four quarterbacks that are locks to be in the first round. And those quarterbacks are Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, all of them have different, you know, uh, profiles and, and whatnot. But I think that there is a high likelihood that four of the four of them will go in the top five picks in the NFL draft. Because mm-hmm. you think about, you got the Panthers picking at one; they are picking quarterback. Yeah, they're getting Bryce Young. We can all agree. They're getting Bryce Young, uh, and then you get the Texans who could go quarterback, mm-hmm. but they're not really in dire need of quarterback. But they could go quarterback. Yep. And you got Cardinals at three. You know the Colts are probably going to be taking quarterback. Yep. So the Cardinals are in no rush. Like if they want to take Will Anderson, let's say they got Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson, I could see them trading down. I mean, I think they're going to get phone calls off the hook for that third overall pick to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you have the Colts who are almost a lock to take a quarterback. So already in the in the draft, you got two. You got the Panthers and you got the Colts that are locks to take quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really debatable. And then, and then you know, you got the second and third overall pick, and both those spots could be quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So I put forth the bet. I think four are going to be taken in the first round. Henry, you think, you know, what do you think? Well, I thought, just to clarify, I thought our bet had to do with the first ten picks. First five picks. First, first five picks. picks, right. So you said that four first quarterbacks. First four in the five. First four in the five. I said, you said, said two. two in the five. And so then if three go in the middle, then there's it's, it's, it's a wash. draw. Right? It's a wash, yeah. right. Which I think is fair. I think that's probably the most likely outcome. I think it's going to be three, probably. Because yeah. yeah. I, I could see a world now where C.J. Stroud falls. Right, and this bet was made before kind of this stuff with the Texans really started coming out about maybe they take a quarterback because right. a week ago, you know, there was a lot of a lot of stuff going on saying, you know, they they might as well just wait next year and get the really good prize, the known commodity in uh, the USC quarterback, Caleb Williams. Just wait a year, get a defense guy. Because you know the they're going to be bad this year. They got right. first-year head coach. Yeah, signing a long no deal. He's got expectations time. for Duke Miko Ryan. Yeah, 
And I think he will eventually be a great head coach, but he's got no expectations for his year. Mm-hmm. But but recently, I mean, there's there's some stuff going around that maybe they uh, the owner wants them to you know get a quarterback real right. quick and, and yeah, do Michael it now. Lombardi was talking about that actually on his recent right. podcast, uh, talking about how uh, <laughs> you know the owner, there's some pressure from the owners yeah. who are like you know hey Casario, it's your third year, mm-hmm. you better make your move because we can't stick with Davis Mills. Davis Mills is not gonna he can't play one more year and just crash for well he could. He certainly could, but at the same time, I mean, mm-hmm. he's the one responsible for them getting the second overall pick That's and right. not getting Bryce Young. So That's I think, right. uh, you know, I think if the That's if right. the Panthers take uh, take Bryce Young, which they almost certainly will, I think Davis Mills is going to be looked at as like the fucking idiot who. Mm. Well, lost in all fairness, Bryce Davis Young. Mills wants his job and is doing the best he well, can. Well, he's not going to get his job. though, let's be real. Okay, but are you saying that if you're Davis Mills, you're you're just going to purposely give it away so the number one pick well, can be taken and then you lose your job? And then you lose your job. Yeah, I mean that's kind of ridiculous. it's not Davis Mills' fault. It's just how things went out. It's I mean, it's unlucky it's for Lovey, the Texans. Lovey fan. Smith is a yeah. is a Bears fan, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deep down, lifetime Bear. Yeah, he, he did that on purpose for sure. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's a pretty fair bet. And then uh, I think also we want to talk about a mock draft. Mm. So I think what we were going to do is we we're not going to go one through thirty two. I think that would be too much. But I think what we are going to do we're going to go one through eleven, and we're going to talk about that. And I think the reason we're going to go to eleven is because the Titans are picking eleven, and the Titans. Are a good roster, but they don't really have a quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is not the long-term answer. Mm. Uh, my dad and I used to call him Ryan Tanny Suck because he was so <laughs> awful with the Dolphins. And uh, I mean, let's get into it. I think consensus number one is Bryce. Bryce, yeah, obviously. And the Texans again, we they could go quarterback or they could go Will Anderson. They could go Tyree Wilson. I think I think we are in agreement that it's either going to be Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson. I. I think it's going to be uh, a defensive player. I agree. It's going to be a defensive player. As much as uh, the new stuff is coming out about maybe a quarterback, I think when it comes down to the end of the day, I think they go defense, yeah. I think they go defense, whether that's Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson. We have our debates on that. I think Tyree Wilson, you're looking at higher upside, probably. More physical tools. It's the same reason uh, that Trayvon Walker went Mm. number one overall last year. It's those athletic traits. It's the same reason that Anthony Richardson might sneak into the top five this year. You know? That's ridiculous. He's not going top five. Well, we'll see. What's your third? And then uh, third, uh, I would have to look it up again, but I believe third third is the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to trade out. Really? And I think I think the team that's going to trade up is going to be the Detroit Lions. Who are they taking? Brad Holmes has made it clear. He's a young GM, but he's made some really, really solid moves. Mm. And he's made it clear that he's not afraid to go get his guy. Well, they drafted Panay Sewell. That's they drafted Panay Sewell. Great one. It's a great move. They uh, they just signed C.J. Gardner Johnson. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think they're going to go with Anthony Richardson. Whoa, that's at bold. Three. At three, and wow. I think the reason is they don't want Anthony Richardson to fall anymore. That's a heavy price for. Uh, it's a, a heavy risky, price to pay. Risky Jeff pick. Sims, but but yeah. the way that I look at wow. it, think about this: they're playing with house money. They got that pick from the Rams in the Matthew Stafford trade. They, you know, they could see that as house money and be like, "Fuck it." Yeah, you know, as Phil Knight said in air, "Fuck it." Yeah, but at this in the same way, like they got this pick. Why not 
I mean, they have Jared Goff. He played pretty decent. He was probably the best quarterback maybe in the NFC. But is he the long term? I don't know. Is his Anthony Richardson is a long term? I mean, he here's be. okay. He maybe, could be. Let's say they take him. That's cool. I think that's an interesting pick. But to trade up and get him, who is our competition here? Who else is going to take this guy? I mean, could be the Colts at four. Then maybe the I think. Well, I think the Colts are going to pick a quarterback. But then it's debatable. Then it's debatable again because I feel like I feel like the Colts. If Will Levis is there. Will Levis is such a Colts quarterback. Mm. White guy, 6'4". He's <laughs> how, how have they he's panned Andrew out Luck. for him? How are those, those quarterbacks panned out? Those, well, uh, you know. Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was not. Carson uh, Wentz. Could have been better, I would say. But yeah, that's okay. kind of funny. They're all 6'4". Yeah, I want to bring up something about the Colts. You know, you mentioned it. I, I've talked about it off air for a little bit. But I think and this, is, <laughs> this is, this is of course, inspired from we've, the... I want to make it clear that these we've had many, many debates. Yeah. Uh, on you two have. I don't really have an issue. What this is going to be. I, I want to bring up a point that, of course, uh, the great Michael Lombardi brought up. That <laughs> if you're the Colts, why, not you, why don't you just trade for the known commodity, the best player in all of these picks? And that's Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's, a, he's an MVP. He led them to a, a but that's playoff. Not it's not. But I'm just saying, like, I want to get it on air that, that I think that would be the best move if they ever made it. Now, that's forget about that. Air, Let's yeah. keep going on the draft. Who's after the Colts? You, or who do, so you think this is, who do you think they're going to Again, we're on air here. So, uh, so on air, who's your fourth pick? On air, the Colts. They're taking Will Levis. Okay. Will that's Levis fair. is skyrocketing it up. I think fourth, fourth is a good pick. For him. Fourth is fine for him. And even if he turns out to be a bust... The hype is there. They're not going to get blamed. And the other thing with Anthony Richardson is that the Detroit Lions, they can make this risky move, but mm. at the same time, it doesn't feel like Anthony Richardson has expectations to be this great quarterback. It's yeah. one thing if they move up and, you know, they, they take this guy who's supposed to be all that. Mm-hmm. But Anthony Richardson, if he fails, it's like, okay. Mm. You know, that was honestly almost expected. I feel like the odds are not in his favor to succeed in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 let me jump in and, and I'll share my picks that. We talked about the Texans taking the defensive player. I think the Cardinals follow suit. I don't think they trade out like you say. I think they take the other defensive player that we mentioned, Will Anderson, and uh, um, help me, Archie, with the, the to Thank you, Jackson. Wilson. Um, Texas Tech. That's right. Uh, and then I think I think you're probably onto something. I think probably Will Levis goes to the Colts. Not my favorite pick, but I think that's probably what they do. Right. We go to number five, Archie. What do you think? Number five, the Seahawks are in an interesting position here. Again, they are kind of playing with house money here. I mean, they've got their quarterback in Geno mm-hmm. Smith for what looks to be the next one, two, three years, at the very least. So they could go quarterback. You know, I'm not counting that out. I think if Anthony Richardson was here, they might be willing to take Anthony Richardson. I think they would take a flyer on him. Um, And that's part of the reason I have the Detroit Lions trading up to three, because they know that that's a gettable pick. It's an attainable pick. And uh, I think the Seahawks, I think they go Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. I think they go probably the best player in the draft. Mm Mm-hmm. Positional value is there. Uh, I am not going to pretend like I know what it is, but I've been told he's a three technique, mm-hmm. and that's a very you know that's a rarity in the NFL. A what? A three technique. It's a nose tackle, I think. Yeah, yeah, of. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Those I, interior defensive linemen are harder to find. They are, than, and they're very than important. Edge rusher, and they're really important. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I I'll stress that I don't know when what order these defense players are going to go, but I think you. You're right. I think uh, the Cardinals, I think the um, excuse me, the Texans, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks all go defense. I think they all go them. defense. I think I th- I believe them to be locks to yeah. go defense. Yeah. 
And uh, it's just a matter of, of movement. And the draft is unpredictable. I mean, you really can't predict yeah. anything. So teams can move up wherever and, and, and do whatever they want to do. Um, so who do you think the Seahawks should take? You think I, I think they I think they take another defense player. I'm not again. I, sure, maybe sure. someone takes Walker earlier. I think so I think there are three defensive players that are going the top six mm-hmm. or top ten, top eight, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, and and Jalen Carter. Yeah, and those three teams, it just makes sense. It does. I think you're maybe right. Maybe no one has any order really. Yeah, they really could. Yeah. Um, we talked kind of interchangeable. Yeah. We've talked about the draft for a second now. Do you want to maybe just highlight the rest of your picks? Maybe not go through individually in the next to the to eleven, but a couple that stand out, Archie. Yeah, sure. I th- well, I think the Raiders are in an interesting position. I think the Raiders are in a in a spot here at seven where I mean they signed Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, they're looking for best player available. Mm-hmm. And whoever they think that is, I think it's going to be a cornerback in this place. Mm. I think it's either Christian Gonzalez or Devon Willis- Witherspoon from Illinois. Yep. I think both those players are really good, and I think. I mean, we all know who's the better corner. <laughs> Skoducks. <laughs> That's right. Christian. Christian Gonzalez. Genuinely, though, Christian Gonzalez is a really fucking good player. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, my Chicago Bears at nine. Um, I, I'll be interested to see what happens here. Um, I I think I think we go O-line. I think we either go Paris Johnson, Darnell Wright, or Peter Skronsky. One of those three, I'm happy. I think you go Paris Johnson from Ohio State. You could, but we've got Braxton Jones on the left. Fifth round pick, left tackle. Really good last year. Paris Johnson plays left tackle. Mm. So that's a concern there. Darnell Wright is a natural right tackle. Didn't allow any pressures at Tennessee this last year. Mm. Skyrocketing up draft boards. I think he could be a really good pick. Especially if the Bears want to trade down a little bit, maybe collect a few more assets, maybe a third-round pick. Um, I think Darnell Wright would be a great pick for them there. I want to make sure I heard you right. You said zero pressures at Tennessee this year. Zero that's, pressures. That's at really impressive, especially yeah. in the SEC. In the SEC, so much talent. He, Georgia, Alabama. I mean, my goodness. I mean, he shut down Will Anderson, who is yeah. widely considered by a lot of people to be the best defensive prospect now. Not by me, but not by you. But, <laughs> but you know, all you the have smart some hot takes. All the oh, smart okay. people that know what they're talking about. And okay. then I think I think no matter what happens, I think CJ Stroud is going to be a Tennessee Titan. Interesting. So this is what I was kind of hinting at. So you are talking about going I to I think C.J. Stroud could – I think that could be a trade-up spot. Maybe the Titans are like, hey, you know, he's C.J. Stroud slides past the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I think the Falcons are a quarterback needy team. I don't think they're going to pick a quarterback. Nope. Yep. Do you but, really think that the, the hype of uh, Anthony Richardson and his combine numbers overpasses, like, C.J. Stroud's lack of, like, awareness kind of in the way that he slides and he – Rises. It, I mean, I think I think there's a high likelihood that any of the quarterbacks that are not named Bryce Young could slide. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, I, if it comes draft night and Will Levis is sitting there at 15, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, if it's draft there's night, there's three and of those guys. Anthony probably. Richardson is sitting at 15. I'm I not think that's be the one. I think Richardson's going to slide. And I, I, I was, I, I'm not looking back. I'm not as certain. We talked about Levis going to the Colts. I think Stroud could also go to the Colts. I mean, I don't want to rule that out. He certainly could. But I do think it's from what it seems like. Stroud and Richardson's other ones. Now I think if Frank Reich was still in Indianapolis, Mm. pencil in CJ Stroud. Interesting. But because he's not, you know, I think he's under pressure from the owners to take Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. I think if it was his pick only, they'd go Stroud. Mm. Panthers would that be the right pick? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it would be. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, one more interesting pick. I think at 10, the Eagles, again, playing with house money here. they got a pick for the Saints. You're right on this one, house money. Because they, they, they just made the, the Super right. Bowl. I mean, they 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 can do whatever they want, and they won't get scrutinized. Mm-hmm. And they lost uh, Miles Sanders to the Panthers. 
I'm gonna oh pencil boy. in Bijan Robinson. Oh boy, mm-hmm. he's talented. It's a little high, yeah. But well, they did sign a running back this offseason. They got Ooh. the Carolina guy. Um, oh, oh. No, the, no, the, no. They signed the Seattle guy. They signed Rashad Penny hmm. to a cheap deal. Oh, that's well, right. Sorry, Penny. Miles Sanders went to Carolina. I got the two Rashad two Penny has been. Okay, I got, I got, I got his best stuff. My bad. That's right. I, I did hear this, this Dijon Robinson guy could go early and. Texas, and he's going to go in the top Dijon ten. Dijon Robinson, yeah, like the mustard. Nah, it's oh, Bijan. Oh, well, he had a Dijon commercial. Uh, oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that Bijan. Bijan with the Dijon. Bijan with the Dijon. Yeah, yeah. Ray Poupon, maybe. Shout out. Hey, that's an nil deal right there. Give him some money. I know. I know. He's going to get a lot more money this night. Yeah. I think that's an interesting fit there, Bijan to the Eagles. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, that's dangerous. That is. That's a and, uh, speedy. I, I will see if I can try to find it, but um, I want to say that there was something that Bijan Robinson was asked what quarterback he'd most want to play for in the league. You'll never guess who he said. No, he didn't. Jalen Hurts. Wow. Now, don't quote me on that, but right. I believe that was a notification that's I got on my Twitter today. That's interesting. Who do you think uh, – where does uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma fit into this? Where does he hmm. go? I think – I mean – it it depends. It depends. If the Texans go quarterback. I think you pencil in Smith and Jigba to the Texans at twelve. Oh. But I think if they don't go quarterback, I think the Texans just stick and pick. I think they go defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, wide receiver is an interesting one. I think that's people have kind of talked about. Uh, it's kind of a fancy pick or a kind of a. Um, it's a luxury. It's a luxury item. Thank you for filling me. Filling he's, the gas he's the there. first. He's likely the first receiver. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But he's not very versatile. He's a slot player. He plays in the slot only. Mm. Not sure if he can play elsewhere. Yet to be seen. But um, he's pretty damn good. He is pretty damn good. He is really, really good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's kind of our top eleven guys there. Yeah. You know, we could see any number of players sneak in there. Mm-hmm. Nolan Smith, who again, kind of similar to Anthony Richardson, just went crazy in the combine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But um, I'm. I really cannot wait for, for Thursday. I think Thursday is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Talking about was... can't wait, man. I can't wait for this next uh, Golden State-Sacramento game. Let's take a pause here. Okay. We had a misreading here. Um, uh, we So we were going to talk about the NBA. I quickly... We're going quickly... long. I think we're going long for the first podcast. We got... Plenty of content to cover if we're going to do multiple of these. No, that's true. I, th- I think, you know, tonight we start, we got a little bit of a late start. But quickly, I just want to ask you guys' opinion. I, you know, I don't think we've talked about this off air. Ime Udoka <laughs> to the Rockets. Yeah. Re- just really quickly, I just want to talk about that. How are we feeling about that? How's the culture going to be like? What's that like for the Rockets? I think that improves them drastically. But yeah. he's a, I mean, he's proven to be a great coach. He right? has. He led the Celtics all the way to finals. Played the Warriors in his first tough. year. In his first year, I mean, that's that's something not a lot of coaches can say they did. No. Uh, also, I, something that a lot of coaches can't say they did is get fired because of uh, an affair, an with, affair uh, with a, a, a woman. team employee, right? So well, he was married. You're also not getting much from the Rockets, though. So he's got a. The Celtics were good. He's got a yeah, steep hill to climb. That's right. The Celtics were good. They had a lot of weapons already, so he's got a lot of work to do if he wants to bring that franchise kind of back to where they were yeah. yeah, and earn the respect of the players I mean hard to look someone in the eyes it is. it is well well, uh, it's a little taste of NBA for yeah. 
little taste good. of the NBA. I, you know, we're still in the first round of the NBA as well. I feel like if we're going to do another one of these, we're going to have to talk about the first round of the playoffs. Right. I think, you know, next episode, we're going to have to talk about the NFL draft. Yeah. I think, you know, we're going to yeah, talk about coming out pretty go. soon. We're going to, you know. NFL draft and first round of playoffs. Is I think that's yeah. a great topic. And we'll see what other kind of movement happens in the transfer portal, too. You know, maybe Oregon lands someone. Maybe Iowa lands someone. Maybe mm. Nebraska. Iowa's not landing anybody. Who wants to go there? Well, Caden McNamara did. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's leading us to the natty this year. Oh, boy. <clears throat> well, anyways, you know, we'd like to say thank you for tuning into our first episode here. Yeah. And, uh, this was the Corn Boys podcast with uh, Archie. And Henry and Jack. <laughs> I was supposed to say his name there, yeah, but uh, no, no. didn't take the cue. He didn't take the cue. <clears throat> He's a little special, but um, anyways. <laughs> Signing off for now. It's been a pleasure. Signing off for now. It's been a pleasure, boys. Yeah. We're looking forward to the See gym you. in a couple minutes as well. See you in the, dinner. See you in the next one. Yeah. See you in the next one. Peace out.